Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our good friend, time to talk some college hoops. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News and the Big Ten Network analyst joining us here on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mike, how you doing? I'm great, Bill. How are you? I am doing well. We are wondering uh, about this Badger basketball team who has the wherewithal to knock off an Ohio State, a Michigan State, and then, uh, well, they take a, a tough one last night and the bench can't score in Minnesota. What do you make of Badger basketball right now? You know, I, think you, I think that if you're going to follow this Big Ten basketball season, and if you do it with a microscope instead of a like a panoramic uh, telescope, you're going to miss the whole, whole uh, what everything is happening. And what I mean by that is, I mean, Bill, I, I, I'm asked the same question in every market that I talk in. What about, why is Purdue inconsistent? Why is Ohio State inconsistent? Why is Michigan inconsistent? And, I, and, and you know, you add it all together, and the reason is because the league's a monster. There's never been anything like this. I, I, I covered in 1991 uh, a Big East conference that I was covering the Pitt Panthers at the time for a paper in Pittsburgh. And that, that year there were nine teams in the Big East, and seven of them made the tournament, and eight of them, the, the eighth, Providence, was 17 and 13 and probably the last team out. And it, but even that wasn't quite the same because they, they were only a nine-team conference, and so they only played 16 league games. And so you, even though you got pounded in league, uh, you had some room to breathe outside the league. Now, you're, now your conference schedule is 20 games. You're, you're constantly facing these other teams in the, in the league that are basically your equals. And so everybody goes on the road and struggles, and everybody comes back home and feels great. And only a few teams are able to shake out of that. And to an extent, a lot of the winning streaks that you see – not all of them, but a lot of them are fueled by uh, the opportunity to play home for a few games in a row. And it, it's not about Wisconsin necessarily, although every team has to be ready to take advantage of the opportunities they get when they come. And if you fail to do that, you won't make the NCAA tournament. But for the most part, Wisconsin has done that. I mean, it, I, they, they struggled early. Uh, to get it going, and so you lose game like the St. Mary's game or whatever, um, and and you're you know you kind of mad at yourself for that, uh, but but for the most part, once they've gotten into conference, they've been as consistent as almost every other team. Certainly, every other team in there in what would be their weight class. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're not as good as Maryland. Um, they can beat them, but they're not as good, and so. They, you know, they they belong somewhere in the middle of the league, and that's where they've taken up residence. What? Uh, because we know Michigan State, they're, they're just always one of the class acts. Maryland's having a hell of a season. Illinois has had a tremendous resurgence. Uh, what is that? Because Ohio State, for one point in the season, was number one in the country. Has it just been the fact that they've fallen off, injuries? What's been up with Ohio State? Well, in Ohio State's case, and again, it, a lot of it is the same as what I just talked about, but in Ohio State's case, their best player 
is not available to them right now, uh, dealing with mental health issues. DJ Carton, when, he, when they played Kentucky uh, in Vegas and they, and they beat a very good uh, Kentucky team that you know, has SEC championship aspirations and beyond, uh, DJ Carton was the best player on the floor. And he was not good again until they played right, like they played his, the last two games before he ultimately took a break. Um, it, he wasn't good again. And, and one wondered, well, what's wrong? I mean, it, it, this, this is a great young player. Why is he struggling so much? And it's obvious now that a lot of that was fed by the problems that he's having. And so that, you know, that led to them having a dip. But, but even if, they, even if uh, DJ were at his best, I still think they would have lost three, four games or whatever by now because that's what everybody in this league is doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I want to go through a, a couple of teams that I think uh, are rather interesting. First of all, the Dayton Flyers, six in the country. It's been an amazing run, twenty and two on the season. I look every year we get one of those teams that just comes out of nowhere and lights it up. I don't think Dayton came out of nowhere. I think some people thought that they had some genuine talent. I don't know if anybody thought that that it was this good. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I, I I did not see Obi Toppin last year as a freshman, and so I didn't know he was this gifted. Um, and you know, and, and, and that's on me because you know uh, some other some of my colleagues did see him. I just didn't happen to have the opportunity to to watch Dayton last year. Uh, you know, the, the, with doing the Big Ten Network and and uh, you, you you tend to focus on those teams that matter. Uh, uh, obviously, I have to focus on all the Big Ten, and then the teams that matter elsewhere, the ones that are going to be involved in March, are the teams that I focus most on. So I didn't see Toppin, but he is a fabulous player. He's one of the best players in the country. He's, a, he's almost a lock All-American first team right now, uh, and and he makes a huge difference. He, he can do so many things. And the rest of their players are solid. It, it, they do their jobs well. They're They're good players. I don't think they have any other great players. And I think that that you know what they have to do is they have to find a way. First of all, I think they have to be uh, be fortunate in their matchups in March. Uh, that they you know, like like if they play a ten seed, say, um, and it happens to be like a Minnesota. I mean that's that's a that's a kind of team they don't want to see uh, because Minnesota's got a big guy who can look their big guy in the eye and 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 play with them. And that's the thing about the Big Ten is that. Everybody in the league has guys like that. And elsewhere you go in, in, in conference basketball and you find the occasional big man who can make a difference in the game. Uh, that's, not, you know, that's not the case uh, for uh, the Big Ten. They, they have one of those guys on almost every roster. Talking with Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, the Big Ten Network analyst, back into the Big Ten. Uh, Maryland, obviously, in the top ten. They're incredibly strong. Uh, the Big Ten, you know, they got Michigan State in the top ten. Iowa is another team that's on the rise. They go up another spot this week, 16-6 uh, and six on the season. How strong is I? Because I, I, you talk about normally Michigan State and Tom Izzo and always being there when it comes to tournament time. How strong is Iowa in this field? You know, Iowa, of course, last night they went on the road to uh... – Purdue and got hammered pretty good in the same way that Virginia mm-hmm. did earlier in the year and, and Michigan State did uh, back in January. Uh, Purdue at home is a, is, a, is a very difficult challenge for anybody. Uh, I think that I, I still like Iowa. I loved what I saw from them in their game on Sunday, on Super Bowl Sunday against 
Illinois. That was a great basketball game between two terrific teams. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, it, it, Iowa still has to get their defense to the point where they don't get buried early against, against Purdue and they get down 17-2 to two because they're just not defending well enough. That's still the issue for them. It always has been uh, on, in, in Fran's time there. Defense, if you, if you look at defensive efficiency, this isn't a criticism. This is a fact. Uh, look at their defensive efficiency at KenPalm.com. Go year by year across the board, and it's never at the level that, you know, that your better Big Ten teams are. This year, I think it's 80th, and that's an improvement. 80th in the country is an improvement for Iowa. I, I think they have to get it to the point where they're at least 50th. Uh, or, or able to play at that level by March, because if they don't, eventually somebody's just going to, you know, going to get hot, and 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 they're not going to be able to keep up even as great as their own offense is. Talk about Illinois as well. I mean, obviously Cockburn, Feliz, uh, those guys are fantastic. Is it Dasimu? Their their guard, Io Dasumu. Yeah, Dasumu. Yeah, I mean, that guy's fantastic too. Yeah, he's playing right now at easily an All Big Ten level and contending now for. For All America honors as well, it, it, it has been a dominant point guard over the course of the Big Ten season. He and he he started out a little slow, and then he started to catch up, uh, catch fire a little bit later in the non-conference season. And then it took a while for his team to catch up to him. And now they seem to have it all together. They're defending really well uh, offensively because of Desumu in the backcourt and Kofi Coburn up front. You're talking about a really good uh, one-two punch there, strong up the middle, as they would say in baseball. And they're defending at a much better level than they did a year ago. They still need to get more consistent long-distance shooting to really have a shot at, at, de- at you know, a deep march run, Final Four, whatever. They, they need to make more threes, uh, or at least uh, find a way to be more effective from that uh, range. That's the biggest problem for them. Uh, they just they, they they don't you know they they only shoot thirty percent from three point range and it's it's hard to picture a team you know getting to the final four trying to win four games without that without some level of effectiveness from deep. Hey, real quick before I let you go, I mean I know we pay a lot of attention to Marquette and you cover more of the Big Ten, but Marquette's six and four on the season. Um, they're right now kind of in the mix, in the thick of things when it comes. you got Seton Hall and Villanova and Butler and Creighton right there. Um, wh- give me a thought on Marquette as we start to head towards the tournament. Well, you know, I think that, that uh, at this point the, the, the spirit that they showed last week at Xavier when it would have been easy to crumble a few times, I mean, especially when, uh, when Marcus Howard went out with 12 minutes left, uh, and, 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 you know, had the injury, uh, I guess it was his nose, um, it would have been easy to say, okay, you know, this isn't going to happen for us. Uh, they need this win. We, we don't have our guy. Uh, but they, they got it done. And, uh, you know, you had, you had many players step forward in that game. And I, I was really impressed by how they responded to that challenge. Uh, I was uh, waiting for my appearance on Fox Sports 1 to talk about the brackets. Uh, you know, and I'm watching uh, Kobe McEwen just, you know, really rule down the stretch and, and make such a big difference. It's a car on him, have such a phenomenal uh, overtime as well. Uh, those guys really made a difference. And I wonder to an extent, and I guess we'll see over the next week, a uh, few weeks or so, you know, did the absence of Marcus for that period of time, 
give them an opportunity to maybe grow in confidence that if guy if if defenses are saying no Marcus tonight double team whatever or as little as possible uh, maybe those guys are even more effective. Man, I, I Carr's having a great year anyway, but maybe even steps forward a little bit more. Or Kobe steps forward a little bit more now when the opportunity demands them to do that. I, I thought it was an impressive performance, uh, and I think it could have residual benefits for the next four or five weeks. Mike, it's always a pleasure. When the tournament rolls around, we're definitely going to be chatting, man. I appreciate your time. Okay, bud? Okay, Bill, thank you. Always a pleasure. There you go. Mike DeCourcy, the Sporting News, the Big Ten Network analyst as well, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years, they've been doing it. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.